Today, I'm going to answer your SEO questions. Coming up. And welcome back to another podcast episode. We're doing another SEO Q&A where I answer your search engine optimization questions. I pull these from my Instagram DMs, comments, YouTube comments, emails, emails from students. I just pick the ones that I haven't answered, obviously, and I kind of just put them into a list. So we'll go over a few questions and then hopefully you'll take away some knowledge on SEO. Now, remember, on next week, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6 p.m., which is the 22nd, 24th, and 26th, I'll be reviewing your websites and giving you feedback on your SEO. We'll do it on YouTube on my second channel, I believe. I still have to get the details down on that. But anyways, next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which is the 22nd, 24th, and 26th at 6 p.m., I'll be reviewing your websites and giving you feedback on SEO and this will be all live um, at 6 p.m. So let's go ahead and get started right with these questions. So again, as a, as a starting point, what is SEO? It's search engine optimization. It's getting your website ranked on the first page of Google for um, specific keywords. So if you're in Austin, you would get your website on car detailing Austin, um, car detailing interior Austin, um, mobile auto detailing Austin. So that's search engine optimization, getting your website ranked on the first page of Google for specific keywords. It's how I've grown my business over the past four or five years. And that's what I teach. That's my main focus. Anyhow, now that we got that out of the way and you get an understanding of what SEO is, let's dive into these questions. Okay. Um, question number one is what marketing channel should you focus on? So I just said that I focus on this for the past four or five years. This is my bread and butter, but you focus on the marketing channel that brings you results. If that's SEO, that is SEO. If it's Facebook ads, it's Facebook ads. If it's Google ads, it's Google ads. If it's Instagram, it's Instagram. Whatever you, wherever you put your time and energy, that's where you'll get the results. If you spend a month on SEO and then you spend $20 on Facebook ads, and then you spend $30 on Google ads, and then you post a couple times per month on Instagram, and you keep on flop, flipping and flopping back and forth, and you're over here for a little bit, you're over there for a little bit, you won't get any results anywhere. So the marketing channel you should focus on is the one that you should focus on. Which Whichever one that is, just put 80% of your time and energy on that specific channel. You will not get any favorable, favorable results on any marketing channel if you just half-ass it, if you're just winging it, you're not going to get the results that you want, regardless of what channel it is, if you're not giving it the proper time and attention that it requires, that it demands in order to get the results that you want. So yes, I sell a course on SEO. I teach SEO. That's what it works for me. But is that the best channel? No. Is Instagram the best channel? No. It's is Facebook ads or Google ads? No. It's just wherever you put most of your time and attention is where you get the most results. So question number two here is, um, well, it's not really a question, but it's more of a, yeah, well, I don't know. Is this a question? Four things that do not affect your Google rankings. Okay, so this one um, are some common misconceptions or myths or 
yeah, that are about like what affects your SEO, your actual rankings. So number one is age of site. So a lot of people think, hey, like I've had a website since, you know, um, 2014. So since I start optimizing it, Google should favor me and push me up the ranks faster, right? Compared to someone that just started a website. Uh, no, that's not the case. If, if someone has had a website for 10 years but has never optimized it and you started your website um, a month ago and you're starting to optimize it, you will. if you're doing everything right on your end, you'll get the same results as the one with the 10-year-old website assuming you guys start at the same time optimizing the website because the, the person that has 10 years with the website, it's not like it's been optimized anyway. So it's still starting from ground zero. Possibly it gets a little bit of a head start. And I mean a little bit of a head start. Um, it's going to be very contingent on like how much optimization it has and how many pages and all that. But if the other, if the site that's been live for 10 years hasn't done much, no interlinking, no like basically nothing, then the 10-year-old website versus the one-month-old website are basically going to be hand-in-hand. Hand. The 10-year-old website is not going to have a major step ahead of the one-month website. So does the age of site have an effect on rankings? No, not really. Um, you know, I would say, like, if I start a website right now in Austin, Texas, I can probably, you know, I'll outrank, I, I could probably get it ranked in, like, eight months versus someone that's has that's had a website for, like, four or five years, you know? So it's not really about the age of the site. It's just how well do you optimize it and then it's just letting Google do its thing and letting time take its place and putting you in the right ranks. Uh, part two to uh, the second question is, I have 3,000 followers on Instagram. So if you have, you know, well, first of all, if you have an audience on Instagram, that's fantastic. Hopefully you're converting that audience into customers. But if you have a bigger social media following, if you have more, you know, I don't know, likes, more followers on YouTube, on Instagram or more subscribers on YouTube, does that have a direct impact on your rankings? No. Um, is, is there a way that you can use that to your advantage to help in some capacity favor the analytics on your side within Google and help you push you up the ranks? Possibly, but I don't see this being applicable to most detailers because it's, it's just it's just not a smart move to do, but let's say you have like an audience of five thousand and you have a very engaged audience, and then you start doing SEO, and you can get your audience to go look for you on Google, and Google starts to see that you have a lot more click through rate than the next person, and that in itself can give you juice to move you up the ranks because you're getting a high, high a a higher disproportional disproportional amounts of clicks to your listing versus someone else's and they'll push you up it sounds a bit wishy-washy is there a way to use it yes is that like what i encourage it would i be like hey since you have an audience like this is what you should do no so if you have a bigger audience i wouldn't say it's much of um of an, of an advantage of an advantage on the getting your website ranked within the search page if you have an audience and you have a website that you can direct them to to get more information to fill out your contact form, yes, of course, you can use it in that regard. But those are two separate conversations. The one I'm making is it's not going to help you have an impact on increasing your rankings within the search results. But having a website to direct your audience to a website to learn more about you and your services, yes, that's obviously an advantage. Uh, the third part 
to the second question is um, you have to have a .com on your domain. So, you know, if you're zebradetailing.com versus zebradetailing.co versus zebradetailing.net, is there a difference? Um, you know, ideally, just out of out of what people are used to, it would help to have the .com, right? I mean, how many people in this, on you know, in your area are used to putting .biz, dot jet dot detail you know um it just sounds funny if you don't have a dot com so i would say the ones that are okay are dot com dot net dot co like co um i I would stick with those now does it have like an impact on your ranking like if you have a dot com versus someone that has a dot co or a dot net is there going to be a difference no um it comes down to just how you optimize in general right like are, are you just doing everything else right does it matter to some degree? I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm really going to say no. It, it's not going to have any type of significant impact on your ranking. So if you have a .code, .net, .net um, that's fine. But more so on the branding, what people are used to typing into the search box, if you have like a .biz, uh, uh, zebramobile.detail, um, that just looks funny. It sounds funny. Some people may look at it as like a scam if they see it like, you know, on text somewhere. So if, if possible, I would stay away from those weird extensions. Um, .com, .co, and .net are the most common ones. And the fourth part to the question, to the second question is keyword stuffing. So this is when you're creating, (laughs) this is the funniest thing that you'll see on websites because, you know, uh, people think that the more you put your keyword, the better you're going to do in the ranking. So, if you're trying to rank for Austin car detailing, the entire webpage would be like Austin car detailing services in Austin, Texas. Um, we offer the best Austin car detailing services in Austin, Texas. Um, you know, uh, mobile detailing services in Austin, Texas. We offer the best car detailing services, Austin, Texas. Looking for Austin, Texas auto detailing services, Austin, Texas. You know, they just try to stuff keyword stuff both the city, uh, um, the city, the city keyword. And these uh, and the detailing keyword together, and they'll you know use they'll they'll put it like in every other sentence. Um, that doesn't work. It doesn't help. When you're optimizing correctly, you only need to put your primary keyword three to four times throughout the entire page, and the entire page is gonna be is gonna be between five hundred to seven hundred words. So no, you don't need to repeat yourself and sound like a robot. And be like, best car detailing services, Austin, Texas. If you're looking for an auto detailer in Austin, Texas, then hire us in Austin, Texas for car detailing. It doesn't need to be that way. Google is way smarter than that now. You just, it just sounds like, you, you can just tell you're writing for a robot. And it, and it, and it, it doesn't help the user experience, right? Like if, if a potential customer is reading that, they're like, what in the world's going on here? Like why, why, why are you talking to me like that? You know, it, it doesn't sound conversational, so, one, it doesn't help you with the search rankings. But then, two, if a visitor does land on your website, they are confused on why you're talking like a robot, and you're not, you know, you're not putting your best foot forward with how you're talking to the potential customer because you're writing for the robot, which is Google. So, keyword stuffing does not work. Okay, question number three is, uh, what's the difference between social media and search engine optimization? Now, there's this is black and white. Like there, there's 
they're two separate things, right? Obviously, social media is, you know, Facebook, Instagram, possibly YouTube. Um, you get an audience, they follow you, you constantly post. So think about it like this. Social media is more of a hamster wheel of content, meaning in order to build traction, in order, in order to build a community, in order to get continued engagement, you have to consistently post. So, you know, posting once a day is great. Twice a day is great. You know, four times a day is great. And the more you post, if you post consistent content, then you'll get, you know, engagement, followers on a consistent basis if you're being consistent with your posting. Now, when you stop posting or if you go from five posts to three posts a day or three posts to one post a day, then you will see a drop in engagement because you stop posting, right? So it's a hamster wheel of content, meaning you have to continually post and engage with your community in order to see traction and engagement. Now, with search engine optimization, it's not a hamster wheel of content. It's more of a flywheel effect, meaning you do a bunch. Think about a flywheel um, that's kind of just that's uh, that's still like it's the flywheel is stopped. And in order to get the flywheel to move, you have to put a lot of, uh, of energy just to, just to barely get it rolling. Right. And, you know, you have to do a couple spins before you actually even get it moving. But once you get that flywheel moving, it gets easier and easier to turn. And after a while, you can just let it go and it continues to spin. And to keep it spinning fast, you just have to tap it a few times to keep the momentum going. Okay, so that's how SEO is. In the beginning, it's a lot of upfront work. It's a lot of page creation, a lot of content, a lot of copy, a lot of, um, you know, optimization. But as you continue to put in the work, the content, the uh, the flywheel keeps on spinning, meaning you keep on getting engagement. You keep on getting results from your SEO even after you stop doing the work. You have to do a page here and there, you you know, update here and there, but you're not on a hamster wheel of content. You just, you do most of the heavy lifting when you're first, you know, turning that wheel, you're getting the momentum, and after a while, it's running on its own. So social media is more of a hamster wheel of content that you have to consistently post, assuming you're not running ads. If you're running ads, that would now be PPC, so that's a different ballgame. But as far as organic postings, social media is a hamster wheel of content. You have to continually post. And on SEO, it's more of a flywheel effect that once you get that flywheel moving, after a while, it'll keep on spinning without much input on your end. So SEO will continue to generate results even though you're not consistently on a daily basis working on your website. Number four is the importance of online reviews. I, I have another podcast episode. I don't know if I've posted it before this one or it's going to come after this one. It depends when I upload it. But I do have a more specific um, podcast episode coming up on the importance of online reviews. And I think I've done a example on the past. I don't know what episode it was. But yes, to keep it short, reviews are an essential part to the success of your business. You could be optimized, you know, on the first page of Google. Um, but if you are not capitalizing on online five-star reviews on Google, you're not going to get as many customers. So even if you're on the first page, even if you're in the first listing on the first page for the most competitive high-volume keyword that you have in your city, if you don't have five-star reviews, on your listing, you will not get as many customers as someone that's on the first page, fourth position, but they have 55 star reviews. So yes, the importance of reviews play a tremendous role in getting customers in your business. 
I could say like if I didn't get as many reviews when I first started doing my SEO, I definitely wouldn't have gotten as many customers because what's the what's one primary thing you look at when you're looking at a new business? You don't have a recommendation from a friend. It's the first time you look at their listing. What's one of the most important things you look at? The reviews. What are other people saying about this business? So yes, reviews play a vital role in getting customers with SEO. Now, getting more reviews doesn't help you rank in the search uh, pages, right? So let's say if you have, um, you know, does it help to have, do you get better rankings within Google? If you have 50 reviews over 100, I mean, if you have um, if you have 50 reviews over 10 reviews, no. But what, where it does help is that you'll get more people clicking on your listing because you have more reviews. So directly, no. Just because you have 75 over someone else that has 12, Google is not like, okay, you know, this person has 75 reviews. Let, let's, let's push them up. But because you have 75 re- reviews, people are more willing to check your listing out because they say, ooh, this person has 75 reviews. They must be good. Let me check out the reviews. So you'll get a higher percentage of the clicks going to your listing, which in return might signal to Google saying, oh, look, this person is getting a lot of clicks. Let's see if we move them up. So not an, a direct correlation, but in, you know a byproduct of having plenty five-star reviews, it could help you. So next question is uh, number six, how to create content when you're first starting off. So content for SEO is different than content on social media. Um, content for SEO is going to be creating pages. Um, you could create videos. You could still create you know photos and such, but the way you explain it or the way you lay it out on a website is going to be different than social media because like for me i recommend every page on your website is between 500 to 700 words on every page so that your about page your pain correction page your interior page your home page every page should be 500 to 700 words um but so it's it's although yes you can add photos and videos a heavy focus of each page is going to be text-based because I just said you need 500 to 700 words. So on this one, you just again, uh, you just give the information that the customer needs in order to make a smart decision, whatever information that may be, okay? And if you're talking about your homepage versus your about page versus a service page, yeah, they're going to be different. Uh, but just ask the question, what information does my customer need in order to make a smart decision on hiring us? You know, this that's what do they need to know? What do they need to understand about you to make the best decision to hire you? So next question here is um, what's the best way to grow your detailing business? Ah, this is the same question as number one. Just focus on whatever channel that's um, that, you know, that you're using, whether that's SEO, Instagram, doesn't matter. Just focus on whatever channel and put 80 percent of your time and attention on that one. So next question how many pages do you need to publish to rank on the first page of Google? Yeah, I get this question. I've seen this question actually frequently now of how many pages does Google need on your website in order to rank you on the first page? There is no number, right? There is no magic number saying, hey, yeah, once you cross 24 pages, yeah, Google is definitely going to start ranking you better. That's not how it works. If anyone tells you there's an exact number, no, they're wrong and they're lying to you. Now, as a rule of thumb, I would say at a minimum, maybe between 15 to 20 pages on your website would be ideal. That's not a hard fact. 
that's not black and white. But if you just came to me and said, hey, give me a number, I would say 15 to 20 pages on your website, each page being 500 to 700 words would be ideal. Okay, it's, it's not saying, hey, I hit 15 pages and I'm not ranked yet. It's not going to work like that. But if you just want to hear a number, uh, a general baseline of where I think you should be, 15 to 20 pages as a baseline. I'm not saying as your max. I'm saying as a baseline, like minimum threshold, 15 to 20 pages on your website, each web page being 500 to 700 words. Uh, Next question here. Um, Can you do SEO by yourself? And this one wholeheartedly, of course you can. Like anything, the the, the bigger challenge is going to be finding the information, the guide to take you through the steps on how to do it, right? It's like saying, hey, can you, you know, on your vehicle, can you change the oil? It's like, I mean, yeah, you just got to follow, you know, you just got to follow the right steps. And if someone's teaching you the wrong way, well, it's going to be a lot harder than following the right steps, right? So it's going to be just a, a thing of, are you following the right instructions? And are you yourself executing it properly? Because then I can, t- I can teach you the right ways. But if you're, you know, skipping steps one, three, and five and saying, oh, I don't need that. I'm going to just go to step six. Well, yeah, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot there. So can you do SEO by yourself? Yes. Do you have to be a tech wizard? Do you have to know how to code? Do you, know how to, do you have to know how to design? No, SEO, there's no, it's, it's not that technical. I mean, SEO, search engine optimization is not that technical. If you can press a keyboard and move your mouse around, you can basically do SEO. There's no coding. There's no JavaScript. There's no, none of that. It's just text, images. That's about it. <laughs> That's about it. And just, you know, moving things around. And if you're using something like Weebly, Wix, Squarespace, WordPress, I mean, it's pretty simple how easy they've made it for you to work on your SEO and or and just creating your website. So, yeah, you, you can 100% do it on yourself. Do it by yourself. It just comes down to, do you have the time and energy and resources to learn it all, implement, and to continue to get better at it? So that's basically what it comes down to. So I'll end it right here because the last question is how SEO works, but that was the first thing that I said. So I'll, I'll end it right here. Uh, keep in mind that next week on Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6 p.m., which is the 22nd, 24th, and 26th, I will be reviewing your websites. Only a limited amount. It's only going to be for one hour. Um, I'll, re- I'll be reviewing your websites and giving you feedback on your SEO, search engine optimization. So if you have any comments, questions, concerns, you can send me a DM on Instagram, which is at Detail Groove. I keep on saying this. If I I, will, I, I read 80% of the DMs. I only respond, respond to like 20% of them. It just, it's hard to keep track of the DMs coming in. But I do, trust me, if you send me a DM, there's a high chance that I have read your DM. I just don't respond because I'll respond sometime in the future with a podcast or a YouTube episode or an email uh, newsletter or a blog, a, a post on Instagram or a live or a story. So send in your DMs because I do read them. It'll just take a quite a bit of time for me to actually answer them in an actual media form. So that's at Detail Group. So I'll talk to everyone on the next one. Bye-bye.